Hello, I'm Todd Starnes. I have the privilege to be the pastor of Odessa First Assembly. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. We've been in a series called Church and Culture, but this week we're taking a break to bring to you a special Thanksgiving message called An Attitude of Gratitude. Make sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and also our website at odessafirstassembly.com. I pray that this message will encourage your faith. The Attitude of Gratitude. If you have your Bibles and you want to follow along, you can go to the book of First Chronicles. First Chronicles, we're going to be looking at chapter 16. First Chronicles chapter 16. If you have version on your phone, you can follow along the notes there by just finding us in the events. And of course, things will be on the screen also. And this morning, normally... Uh, nine times out of ten, I preach out of the ESV, the English Standard Version. This morning, I'm preaching from the New Living Translation. So just so that you know where I'm at, and um, I believe the best Bible translation is the translation you understand. And so we're not, we're not, we're not stuck on a, a specific translation. But First Chronicles chapter 16, beginning in verse 8, it says, Give thanks to the Lord. And proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Exalt his holy name. Rejoice, you who worship the Lord. Search the Lord. And for his strength, continually seek him. Remember the wonders he's performed, his miracles, the rulings he has given, you children of the servant of Israel, you descendants of Jacob, his chosen ones, let the whole earth sing to the Lord. I uh, started looking at the screen back there, and I lost my place in my notes, so I'm not that talented. Remember the wonders he's performed, his miracles, and the rulings he's given, you children of the servants of Israel, you descendants of Jacob, his chosen ones. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Let each day proclaim the good news that he saves. That's a good sermon right there. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Isn't that awesome that you can use social media now to publish the good news about the Lord to the nations, not just complain and graph about stuff. Verse 25, great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. The gods of other nations are mere idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty surround him. Strength and joy fill his dwelling. We're going to skip a few more verses to verse 31, this last passage. Let the heavens be glad. And let the earth rejoice. Tell the nations the Lord reigns. Let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Let the fields and their crops burst out with joy. Let the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord. For he is coming to judge the earth. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. I want you to say it with me. We're going to say it together. Give thanks to the Lord together. Are you ready? Give thanks to the Lord. Father, we thank you for this morning in your presence here and your work in our hearts. And we just ask once again that you would um, uh, 
that you would just minister to our heart, that you would ready our hearts um, to receive your word. And Lord, I pray this week there's going to be many traveling. Um, and let's pray your safety, Lord, your safety upon your people for all those traveling. Just protect vehicles, protect us, Lord, and um, let us be able to go to and fro, seeing family and joining together. We thank you for it. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. And Wednesday night in our men's study upstairs, we were talking, and, and I've referred to this movie a, a few times through the years, but one of my wife's favorite movies is Pollyanna. Pollyanna, it was made in the early 60s. Anybody remember Pollyanna? Anybody ever watched Pollyanna? Um, I think I've watched it once of all the bajillion times she's watched it, and so that's a good time to play a game on my phone. But, uh, you know, Angela, there's, she, and she really, um, it's, if it's okay to say it's a good thing, but it, 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 it's kind of shaped in the way that she thinks. You see, Pollyanna, um, I'm not going to get in the whole movie or, or, or you know, explain it out to you, but um, Pollyanna, pretty much an orphan, um, she goes, spends the movie playing the glad game. And if you've seen the movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but it's finding that good in everything that happens. And if you know my wife very well, that's her. But something Pollyanna says in the movie, she's talking to um, the preacher's having a hard time. He's a hellfire brimstone preacher, and they have this encounter out in a field. And she says this to him, if God took the trouble to tell us 800 times to be glad and rejoice, he must want us to do it. You know, that's, that's, that's pretty good thought from a movie, isn't it? Most of the time, um, you know, we, we as a, usually are not just magically thankful. It's something that has to be taught. I mean, we teach our kids. We, I mean, when my kids were young, I mean, all the time we said, you know, now, now say thank you, you know. And tell, and I mean, we live in a day that uh, I don't think a lot of people were taught that when they were young. Uh, it may be uh, just, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a pet peeve that doesn't matter, but, you know, I just, you know, kindly open the door for somebody and they just walk through and don't even acknowledge me. I'm like, you're welcome. I always make sure I don't know anybody around before, after, before I do that. But uh, gratefulness is something that is, is taught. And we understand it is a discipline. And if it's correctly cultivated, you can reap a harvest of gratefulness in your life. You know, the Bible tells us, you know, usually we talk about this scripture and offering. And of course, I've referred to it many times, but given it shall be given to you, shake down, press together, running over. But the context of that verse in Luke chapter 6 is for us to give love and compassion, not condemnation and judgment. And when you give that gratefulness, when you are free with it, even if it seems like to people that don't quite receive it, I mean, Scripture tells us you're going to receive it back and shaken down, pressed together and running over. So the first thing about giving thanks and is that it has to be something vocalized. Giving thanks is a proclamation. Giving thanks is a proclamation. It is something that needs to be said. And I've got to work on this so many times. I have a grateful and thankful heart, but sometimes I forget to express that or to say that out loud. I mean, this, this passage we just read in First Chronicles, it tells us, give thanks to the Lord and proclaim. Everybody say proclaim. 
Proclaim his greatness. Let the world know what God has done for you. Tell everyone that you can about his wonderful deeds. Each day, get up. It talks about talking each day and proclaiming that the good news that he saves. It says, remember we repeat it, publish his glorious deeds to the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things that he's done. All this is in that text we just read. Tell the nation the Lord reigns. You need to be vocal. We need to be vocal about our thankfulness and gratefulness to the Lord. It's worship. And when we worship, we know that worship is, uh, is it, yes, it, it's singing. It's exalting the name of the Lord. It's magnifying his name. Worship is also our lifestyle. But I'm going to tell you, when we exalt the name of the Lord, when we proclaim the good news of the things that he has done, it is evangelism. It is evangelism. Us walking in obedience. This is the next point. We proclaim thanks to God by obeying his word. It, our worship to God is something that we live out. When I was growing up, I, you know, whenever I complained about cleaning the room or whatever chore it was, my mom loved quoting this verse to me. Um, Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord, Jesus, giving thanks through him to the God the Father. Whatever we do, we do in the Lord. She would always tell me that all the time. But it also says, giving thanks. As representatives of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. We proclaim thanks by obeying God's word. And if you add together all the verses that have obey... And, and, and to listen, it's about a thousand verses in the Bible. We also proclaim thanks to God by giving our time, talents, and treasures. Listen to me. There is something about being generous that it, it, it literally, it physically will rewire the way that you think. And it will definitely change what your heart beats for. When you learn to be generous with your time, when you learn to be generous with your talents, when you learn to be generous with your treasures, with your tithes and your offerings to missions, I'm going to tell you something. Your load will get lighter. If you've never tried it, if you've never set out in a day to be intentionally generous, you'll, you'll find that the cloud sometimes will lift and the weight gets lighter. The Bible tells us we in 1 Chronicles 16, 29, give the Lord the glory he deserves. Remember, we just read this in our text. And then it says, bring your offering and come into his presence. Worship the Lord in all of his holy splendor. Part of giving thanks is that of giving. It's something we do vocal, but it's also something that we give. It, it makes you a generous person. Generous people tend to be happier people. That's, it's, it's proven scientifically. It's all connected. If you believe that God deserves glory, then you will develop a generous nature because you're grateful. It's a realization that the blessing comes from the Lord. The Bible tells us in James chapter 1, verse 17, whatever is good and perfect, coming down to us from God our Father, who created the lights in heaven, he never changes or casts a shifting shadow. But what our God gives is good. God is the source of everything good. And God gives good gifts that are perfect. 
Every generous act of giving with your perfect uh, gift, another translation says. God is not only the source of good gifts. He's the very source of the giving impulse. The ability to give is an aspect of God's spirit working within us. Why? Because God has been so generous to us. I mean, the reality is, really, the reality is if, if God never did another thing but give us salvation, wouldn't it be enough? I mean, really, wouldn't it be enough? But that's not God. God always goes above and beyond. God always goes above and beyond. We proclaim thanks to God by thinking who he has used in your life, who he uses in our life. I love the way that Paul begins the book of Philippians, the letter of Philippians, the church of Philippi. And in Philippians 1-3 it says, Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Every time I think of you. When you go through, and I'm going to challenge you this week. This is very practical and very simple. I really want you to be intentional this week of to think about those that have meant something to you and to your life and proclaim, express your thankfulness and your gratefulness to them. Are you following me? I mean, really be intentional about it. You, I mean, you may be somebody that you're naturally generous in, and maybe it's something you do often, but I mean, maybe even ask the Lord, Lord, who, who needs this encouragement today? Who, who needs this to me? And, I, and I, I'm not talking about those compliments that we, you know, sometimes we preface things that we really don't, you know, sometimes we just need to encourage and bless somebody. We don't need to preface it with, well, I don't want to give you a big head, but. Come on now. That, that's really not needed. That's, you know, nobody's perfect, but I just want to tell you, you know, let's, let's just leave that uh, preface of that statement out and just thank people and encourage them and see the best in them. You know what? If they are a prideful person, you know, and it, 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 that's, that's not on you. That's on them. Come on now. Let, let them own that. You just be generous and grateful and encourage people and let God encourage you. Giving thanks to God, it should be constant. Thanking God, giving thanks should be constant and it also should be consistent. But the Bible says in Hebrews 13, 15, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise. And if you have been a believer for any amount of time, sometimes it is a sacrifice. Sometimes you've really got to, for lack of a better way to say it right now, is just make yourself give praise to God. It's finding, it's the glad game, it's finding the good and no matter what's going on and giving God thanks. Yes, I mean, it can be, you know, and I, maybe this week we should just bombard um, social media with some positivity. Maybe we should publish about the goodness, about the glorious deeds to the nations. And the way we live our life is a thanks to God. But giving thanks should be constant because it requires 
practice. Don't ever stop practicing. Keep giving thanks. And even if it needs to be a sacrificial praise, we need to give thanks for the good things in our lives. We need to be full of thankfulness and not criticism. Criticism should not be our default position. Our default position should be that of generosity and encouragement. I mean, sometimes, you know, I'm, you know, we have one Simon Cowell on TV. We don't need a bunch of others. We live in a time of extraordinary abundance. You know, and even, even when I look at what's our, our, the fabric of our nation, I mean, I've been pointing that out in this last series. I'm going to tell you something. We still live in a great nation. I know we're dealing with, you know, mandates. I know that we're dealing with inflation. I know that we're dealing with an attack on on our belief as believers. I know all of that's going on, but listen to me. We still live in a place of plenty. We still live in a place of abundance and a place of freedom. Let's be thankful and grateful. You know, the re- what happens is, I don't know if you realize this or not, or I, I, I'm sure that most, I mean, you, you know this, but you know, the reason why the news is consistently, it's always bad news, bad news, bad news, is because bad news is what sells. It's proven that when people are angry, they'll watch the news more. And when we watch the news more, they can jack up their prices to advertisers. It's not about getting news out, it's about lining their pocket. And if we consume ourselves with all the bad news, I mean, let's shift gears and let's pour in some good things in our life. And whether it be through worship, whether it be through podcasts, whether it be with our relationship with one another, encouraging one another, Scripture also tells us that. C.S. Lewis said this, Grateful people are emotionally healthy people. He said, Praise almost seems to be inner health made audible. What he's saying, when somebody is full of gratitude and they express that, then it's an inner health being made known publicly. Another thing is, number two is this, if you're following along on your notes, give thanks to God in all circumstances. Give thanks to God in all circumstances. The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you, belonging to Jesus Christ. God has a greater perspective about what's happening in life. God has the, you know, he has the bird's eye view. God is omniscient. He's all-knowing. God is all-powerful, and he has a view that we don't have. The Bible also tells us that his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And so, because God has that greater perspective on what's happening, we should be thankful in all circumstances. And Paul does not say be thankful for every circumstance, but be thankful in every circumstance. There is plenty that happens to me in life. I mean, just let me be just transparent that I'm, I'm just not like, you know, thank you, God, for the blowout on my tire right now. I'm just not real happy about getting the jack out on the side of the interstate, you know. But we can be thankful in every circumstance. God, thank you that I've got a spare tire, hopefully. I don't know if I do or not. 
or if my jack's still there, or you know, I mean, we can we can find how to be thankful in the circumstance, and but that even means in times of tragedy and and difficulty. You know, sometimes things happen that we don't understand that we we. We don't, under, we don't know the why that it happens. I'm going to tell you, even in those times, we can still be thankful in all circumstances that God is working on a perfect plan and His perfect will. God is big enough to create the entire universe. He's big enough to handle your problems all day long. Evil will happen to believers, and, but evil does not come from God. What comes from God? We read it in James. Good is what comes from God. Romans 8, 28, but we know that God causes everything to work together for good for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. When we, listen to this, when we give thanks in everything, it is a declaration that you trust God. When you give praise, when you give thanks, when you express that, when you proclaim that, when you make those declarations, it is a declaration that you trust God beyond of what you see. Because God's got the perspective. You see, our perspective sometimes is really askew. It's really off. You know, when, we, when we're talking about, you know, God and the things of eternity, I mean, you got to think, you know, if you've, if, if, you know, if you've got kids or grandkids or you know, you're around toddlers, you know that toddlers do not have the same perspective that what you have. You've been through more. You've seen more. You've dealt with people more. Come on. And so sometimes, you know, we have a different perspective than what maybe a child does. And it's the same thing with God. God's got an entirely different perspective than what we have. And here's number three. Give thanks when things are going well. You know, I think sometimes it's difficult to give thanks when it's going well. It may be more difficult than when it's not going well. It may seem like silly advice, but it's important. It should be our default position to be grateful no matter the circumstance, and even when things are going well, to be grateful. Recognize the good that has come from bad experiences. It's good to spend time reflecting on difficulties that you've had to walk through and when, especially when you get distance, and, and just kind of want to use that and refer back to the book of Daniel to remind you that as we've been going through Daniel, if you're, maybe you're, and if you're not on the same page with us, you can check out the podcast, but, you know, Daniel wrote the book of Daniel late in life, at the end of his life, and it was through a perspective of all that he lived through. They had gone into captivity, 17, 18 years old, and now he's writing that book, the letter, at the end of his life, and it was an entirely different perspective than when he was right in the middle of it. Recognize the good that comes from bad experiences and, and process it. Maybe give it, a, a, give it birth to a new blessing or to build your stamina and, and your endurance in a spiritual way. Learning, see, through the trial to eternity's perspective. Understand the power. There is power in giving thanks. There is power to giving thanks. I have seen gratitude diffuse very difficult situations. I have seen gratitude with employers shift 
the way that they see me and the way that they think. I have seen gratitude diffuse situations that are near an explosive point. So maybe this week on Thursday on Turkey Day, when that one family member, you know what I'm talking about? If you don't have that family, I say this quite often, you know what I'm going to say. If you don't, you're thinking, well, we don't have any bad family members. It might be you then. Because <laughs> everybody's got one. I had, my, I had a great uncle, and he, he was uh, uh, Uncle Loper. And uh, he, was, he was an atheist up until his deathbed. But he was, uh, I mean, he was an author, and he was a psychologist, a very smart man. And, and so we go to family gatherings. You know, we're blessing the meal, and he'd, he'd be at the table, man. It didn't matter if it was a funeral, Thanksgiving, whatever it was. He's, you know, he's, he's putting the food on his plate. And he's like, I ain't, I ain't got to bless it, you know. And, and uh, I mean, a lot of the family were just like, you know, we don't even want to talk to Loper. And, uh, but man, I'd, I'd always sit right by him and I'd say, and we just share with one another. And, um, I just, uh, I mean, just to give you some perspective when he was, he fought in World War II and he had done several tours and one of them, he came home and he was not raised in a Christian home. And that, it's amazing to think about that in the 1940s, but his parents weren't believers and he really knew nothing of the Lord and a preacher knocked on his door. And uh, he opens the door and he says, do you want to be saved? He's like, I was fixing to go back to the, go back, uh, uh, you know, across the ocean. Yeah, I wanted to be saved. And so the, and he said, the guy told me, well, you have to be bathed in the blood of the lamb. And, and he has no Christian perspective. And he, I mean, his response was, well, that's gross. And shut the door. And spent the rest of his life just really denying the existence of God until how God orchestrate things on his deathbed, he had a evangelical nurse that was evangelistic. And every day, every day, she shared the gospel with him. And she prayed the sinner's prayer with him before he passed away. I mean, I, a powerful moment. But a lot of our family, you know, when it came to family dinners, they didn't want to talk to, talk to him. And and I was like, man, I'll talk to him. That's fine. We'll sit down. And we had some great conversations. Understand the power of thanks. Give thanks when you experience the small things. Give thanks when you're on cloud nine. Give thanks when you don't feel like it. Give thanks before the answer. Give thanks after the answer. I've seen all sorts of people walk through all sorts of horrendous experience. And it always seems to be the case that those that are most thankful have recognized God's hand in a most special way. That they see something that when you're on the outside looking in that we don't see. But the people have gone right through the circumstance. It amazes me so many times of how thankful they are. There's a song that we used to sing quite often. Maybe you remember this song. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I'll say this is the day the Lord has... Didn't we should do a special hand clap even? You may remember that. I'll rejoice, he has made me glad. He's made me glad, he's made me glad. I'll rejoice, he's made me glad. He's made me glad, he's made me glad. I'll rejoice for he has made me glad. And I, I kind of really wanted to end this way this morning... I don't. I think I have. I think I put it all on the on the screen. I, I may not have it 
put the full verse in your notes, but if you have your Bibles or you will look on the screen, I want to read Psalm 100. I've kind of through this made some reference to it and connecting it with 1 Chronicles 16. I just, I just kind of want us to process this as our last verse this morning. It says this, make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. I'm reading out of the SV. It's probably NLT on the screen. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the message. I'd like to ask you to like and share today's message on your social media platforms. If you want more information about Odessa First Assembly, you can go to odessafirst.com or also follow us on our social medias on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We also live stream to most of those platforms. Again, thanks for joining us.